welcome to the Katie Halper Show. You can find the Katie Halper Show on iTunes, where you can rate and review us. Please make sure that you become Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show, where you can find bonus content. For this week's Patreon show, I speak to Rep. Rokana about things like the Build Back Better bill, why he voted to impose sanctions on Nicaragua, and his thoughts on Steve Donziger and Julian Assange. This week's episode, I speak to Leslie Lee and YB. Leslie Lee and YB both live in Virginia. Leslie Lee is, of course, the host of the Struggle Session podcast, a frequent co-host of the Katie Halper Show. YB is making their debut on the Katie Halper Show. YB is someone who works in the education system in Virginia and also hosts a great podcast, This Is A True Story, which you can find at thisisatruestory.show. Hello, welcome to the Katie Halper Show. This is a special forensic accounting report of what the hell happened in Virginia. And we are doing that with, you know him, you love him, Leslie Lee. How are you, Leslie? I'm great. How are you? Good. And we also have another special guest, YB, my, my in the partner. house. <laughs> Hi, how you doing? Leslie's partner in crime, in non-crime, civil and criminal partner. Well, it looks like you're ready for crime. You got the book oh, name. Oh, my my... Uh... My um, you got secret yeah. identity going. Yeah. 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 And you may have seen YB grace the stage. <laughs> Many times. Many times. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also co-parent to Taco. Oh, yes. Taco. What is Taco? And, and host, lone host, sole, sole host of This is a True Story, which is a very good podcast, new podcast, little like yeah. m- micro Micro length, can I call it that? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, it's yeah. eight about eight minutes long, you know, each show and just um strange and unusual stories. Yeah. You got a microdose on it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the full length of each episode. But the two of you are based in Virginia and you're not indigenous Virginians. Oh, are you? Actually, why be you? Yeah, I was. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. My my dad was in the Navy and my mom worked in D.C. And so I was born down in the, uh, on the bay. But by the time I was oh. six, we had moved up to New York. Yeah. So this is an even better panel than I already thought. And it was already a great panel. Not only do we have two Virginians, but we have one indigenous Virginian. I mean, within the non-indigenous, we're, you know, post. Yeah. Sto- stolen land, indigenous <laughs> stolen land. Yeah. Indigenous Absolutely. to the stolen land. Yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Virginia. Yeah. So wanted to know what the hell happened. Were you guys surprised? Who YB's your new been governor? Saying- Tell us <laughs> about your governor. Yeah. yeah. YB's been saying for months. For months. For months. He's gonna lose. He's gonna lose. He's gonna lose. Or if you're a Republican, he's gonna win. He's gonna win. He's gonna win. <laughs> um right. yeah, no, no. I've been seeing this for months. I have I have a lot of contact with many different people, you know, and I've been to the school board meetings and I've spoken to the people waiting online and I've spoken in front of school board meetings. And I think the real issue for a lot of people was, I mean, on our local county level was miscommunication from school boards. The driving narrative of this election was education. The Democrats were running an entirely different race, believing the narrative of this election was you Trump. Know, Trump. <laughs> and, and so no one here really has mentioned Trump for a while. I mean, but you certainly didn't hear anything of McCullough here. He was not in this race. 
Yeah, and just to be clear, when we say education, we don't mean like actual education. It's mostly just a, a well, half evangelical Christian, you know, people who a lot of people who don't have kids in school who homeschool their kids. Obviously, if you are like this terrified of something like critical race theory, why would you send your kids to public school? Right. Especially when you have the means uh, in some of the wealthier counties here, they can send their kids to any school they want to. They don't care what's taught in the public school. I've talked to some, a lot of these people. They did not even like, they didn't have kids in the schools. Mm -hmm. They were, they were at the school board meetings in line protesting, didn't have kids in school. So they homeschooled all four of their little trad kids. So I don't know why they were so worried about it. And the critical race theory thing, like just complete made up Q mm -hmm. shit, Q level shit. Like the same people who were standing outside waiting for JFK to return in Dallas are the same exact people who think they're teaching critical race theory to 10-year-olds. Like, 10-year-olds don't understand critical race theory. Yeah, let's make it perfectly clear. No school in Virginia is teaching critical race theory. No, no, in no way, in no little seminar that teachers might have or educators might go to is critical race theory mentioned at all. I think the uh, narrative began about eight months ago when Kendi's book was on a teacher's recommendation list for educators. Now, if you're Kendi, an educator, yeah, who yes. wrote uh, How to Be an Anti-Racist. Exactly. The title must have been so milk toast that no one picked it up. But as soon as someone got the idea that it was something that was promoted in schools, no, we, I think we can realize that teachers share a lot of materials, a lot of books. Everybody shares books. There's always reading groups and watching groups. And you want to keep, as educators, you want to keep them informed. But uh, CRT was never in any curricula at all. Zero. Yeah. And this whole thing actually started before Abraham's book. It actually started with like a poll that uh, were being, polls were being done in counties to see what this, how the students felt about things like how they were treated, how welcome they were at the schools, how the teachers treated them. And what they found out was that there was a lot of polls that said, you know, a lot of students who weren't happy and felt discriminated against by teachers. And then the county was like, okay, we need to start doing some better training of the teachers so that they're treating the students a little bit better and there's less discrimination towards the students from parents and stuff. And this is this is all public on the record, but for somehow that got turned around into the teachers are teaching kids that all white people are racist. <laughs> the, like, the, like, the, like it's completely bizarre. The whole point was to train teachers and administrators to deal better with a diverse student population. It was not to brainwash the kids, which is what the critical race theory people think is not about brainwashing the kids. It's trying to help the teachers be better teachers. And because who are largely, you know, above the age of 35, 40 years old and largely female, white female, white women. So it's it's about a population, an educated population taking ideas and learning more about this country's past or this country's direction or ideas. And that's I mean, when you go to a school board meeting and you hear all these things that they're saying in Virginia in the parking lots waiting their turn to speak, it's not a surprise that there's not a lot of dialogue going on. So I was fortunate and I was waiting in line to speak and the, the man in front of me was writing his speech and we got to talking and he said, uh, tell me a, a lot about what's going on. He didn't have children, but he was a concerned citizen. And 
And I said, go ahead, ask me any questions. And he did. And he changed his speech right there. And he walked in. He said, I just talked to someone out there and they were able to answer questions for me. And now I understand. So I think at at core of the issue is there's a lack of communication, maybe. And the Democratic Party is not really understanding who they want to talk to. They feel like they have to persuade Republicans. Republicans are never going to be persuaded by a candidate running. You know, it's always it. you should worry about your own Democratic Party and taking a look at some of the progressive ideas that we've had problems that they haven't looked at that actually resonate more with Republicans anyway. Things like health care and the new medical marijuana laws that go in. And of course, women's health care and OBGYN, Planned Parenthood being an access point for free STD tests and and other care that a lot of people can't afford. So these are issues that were totally neglected. Oh, Saul, you says, I've always dreamed of fundamentalist Christians to crash a scoop or me. Well, it's happening in a blue county in Virginia. It's so weird that this does not report it, that this is like in large part because there's a massive mega church in Loudoun County called Cornerstone. And it's just like huge. And so many people and influential people and rich people. And bored people who can do things like harass a school board. We're not, I think the issue here is, is that no one's trying to place the blame on any group. But I think a lot of the things that a lot of very heated people were saying in the county was, we don't know what teachers are teaching our children. We have to protect our children. Well, there's a fallacy in that argument. Teachers and parents are on the same side of the team. They want what's best for the child. And if your idea is what, what's best for the child is it's different from the educator, they will never fight you on that. You are the parent or the caregiver of that child. Educators are there to assist. But uh, there was a whole year and a half where families were in our lessons. In the state of Virginia, there were no school lessons last year. You know, it was all remote. So parents, I, I'm assuming, could see every second. No, they could. They could. That, that was the weirdest things like we don't know what this is the first year in the history of of education where parents literally could see every minute of what their student would do and most of them weren't uh weren't looking they they were 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 saying they and is and really this is all about i mean probably the election this it's all about covid it's all about people are miserable they were the main thing that started the attacks on the school board was not the transgender policy it was not critical race theory it was that fact that the counties in virginia were pretty aggressive with closing they closed fairly early and said we're not we're for because of covid and parents were uh, a lot of parents well some parents were obviously pretty upset about it and got more and more upset over time and that anger just moved on to these different cultural issues but that anger really started with the with because virginia did was fairly responsible with closing the schools uh, fairly early yeah, you can't ignore how much caregivers and families had to stand up and suddenly take care of their children somehow at home. Many of them worked and had to find care and had to stay home and sacrifice a lot. That's a huge, a huge change in their daily lives. All of a sudden you have to monitor and help their children over eight or nine hours a day. And, and that's a lot. But the issue here is the recognition that these caregivers should get over the past 18 months. But also, you know, that miscommunication. A lot of people aren't feeling heard and a lot of people aren't listening. So if you had been working for Terry McAuliffe's campaign, which I know is kind of a weird thing to imagine, but what would you have told Terry to do? As a campaign? 
He should have yeah. shifted away from the argument that Republicans were this enemy and, and Youngkin was, you know, Trump's acolyte. Right. You could hit him. You could have hit Youngkin on his previous career with the Carlisle group. And you could have focused on the issues that all Virginians are concerned about. They're concerned about education. This can be cleared up quite quickly with certain actions, maybe reach out, educator reach out, increasing the amount of visibility of your school board and community outreach. You could have asked McCullough to visit more schools and listen to school board meetings, like maybe show up. You know, this goes a long way towards personal connections and uh, engaging the public. I think he could have talked about health care and parental leave and things that support working families in Virginia, even talked about medical marijuana. I mean, Virginia is a state that used enslavement to uh, build its coffers, you know, for 200 years on a tobacco, a tobacco cash crop. So the climate quite literally, for uh, medical marijuana, you know, is something he should have talked about. I think there are a lot of farmers in Virginia would be eager to hear what the state has to say. But he did none of this. Yeah, and you saw it coming. You saw this coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if you saw this, Kate, but McCullough actually sent out pro-Yunkin ads highlighting that he was endorsed by Trump. They sent, The Democratic Party sent out a pro- Youngkin ads. I I can't believe this. You can add it to the screen if people want to okay. see the ad. I have it on my. So what's this? This is an ad that, that the Democratic Party sent out. Yeah. This is the ad. So that that's the it. That's like. So you would be getting. So where does it say that this is from the Democrats? Does it say vote McAuliffe like on the other side? This is kind of amazing. So like. Uh, there it is. It's on the little. On the oh my little... God! So you get this, and all it is is if you like. So you're dem. I guess they would send. They sent this to Dems, or they sent, and it would. Well, I mean, they this sent this to yeah. Dems and Independents, apparently. Dems and Independents, apparently. And obviously, you know, with these, it's so dumb. For, first of all, just because one Dem is in family doesn't mean every Dem doesn't mean because yeah. they voted before they're always on the vote. You're sending them ads endorsing right. a candidate like that ha, does that ever happen it's uh, so out of touch but, would a republican because, ever sin like barack obama has endorsed such as a candidate well you know what if they did they would do it in like a very effective way at least yeah it would, you know what i mean it would have been like barack obama was endorsed by bill ayers like palin do you want him palling around with this terrorist you know like what what sarah palin did like she made it very clear right mm -hmm. this doesn't even say that though no, it's like, just straight so up pro-Trump. And it's yeah. like very lightly. It's like, we'll take back Virginia. Sounds good to me. <laughs> like, yeah. Who, who's going to object to that? I know. Like it's he's so desperate. It's like, why are you spread, okay. spending your money and your campaign argument? Like, that's your campaign argument. And you're, it's yeah. just, it's so ridiculous. Your argument is that he's going to, the other guy is going to win. That's the argument. The vote for me because the other guy is going to win and well, take back Virginia. Let's, let's talk about that, the optics of it. Just until maybe a month ago, I mean, it was hard for me to tell the difference between McAuliffe and Yunkin. Like, it's just their their faces. Like, oh, physically, yeah. Yeah, it it, it comes across well i mean we're used to seeing mcculliffe and it was slightly different look about him if we're being fair we are he's not wearing he's not 
wearing his preferred uh, makeup uh, okay. uh, during. <laughs> but I mean, uh, you know, and and when I see anything on social apps, Twitter, Reddit, it's like Reddit. They're all saying, "Well, we needed a younger. You know, what they need is a younger, sixty-year-old, something more progressive white guy to appeal to Virginians." But that's categorically, categorically untrue. I mean, I don't. There's a lot of comments about people saying racism played into this, and I, I, I guess if you're coming from the uh, CRT argument, that's that's true. But uh, um, I don't think what we need is more Terry McCullough's and Youngkins. Right. I mean, we had we had uh, Hala Ayala, uh, uh, the vice lieutenant governor candidate, the uh, lieutenant gubernatorial candidate, um, and you never heard from her in the state. There was nothing about her. She wasn't front and center. She wasn't, I didn't hear anything about her campaigning. There was no kind of blitz you see when a governor is running. Um, and that's kind of odd. I thought that was odd the past week. We would see ads, but um, no advertisements for debates, nothing like that. I'm not sure if they had anything planned, but. Uh, I just want to highlight this comment from Brian Frederick saying Nicole Wallace and MSNBC blamed the withdrawal from Afghanistan for the Dems loss in Virginia. More liberal idiocy. Oh, no. I mean, we're still selling guns. So Virginia, we're still like the military contractors are still like making money. I don't think we pulled right. out of everything. So I don't know. I don't know if they'd be so. I mean, they made a lot of money off of Afghanistan. It's like they would probably just say like, all right, let's on to the next one. I, I don't know. If, right. uh, Gun <laughs> control has not been part of the campaign. I oh, mean, I, I yes, didn't mean Virginia. That's not Oh, I wasn't talking about gun control. I meant the weapons manufacturers. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Nicole Wallace is just talking, is projecting her own, like, oh, Biden's bad because he pulled out of Afghanistan. Yeah, of so they must not have liked that. Um, I mean, interestingly yeah. enough, uh, the more Republicans or right-leaning people that I know personally are more fans of Bernie Sanders than they ever were of Hillary Clinton or, you know, even Trump. I mean, there was a lot of wiggle room with that candidate, unfortunately, you know, that we didn't take advantage of. Um, and I don't think Democrats are taking advantage of progressive voices in Virginia now. Yeah. You know? And and do you, how much do you think the mansion cinema stuff played a role? Do you think this is a case of just the I mean, I don't I, I feel like people aren't like, oh, well, mansion and, and cinema are being assholes. I don't think it's like that, but is it that like the Dems just didn't point, couldn't point to anything that they were delivering to get people out of the house? Yeah, I can. I mean, do you, what has what have the Democrats done for you that would be worth going out of the house to vote for him in the past two years or anybody? Like, like, it's just it is not just it is mansion and cinema, but it's all of they haven't done shit. Like, why would you vote for? Like, why would you bother? Right, we tried to get them to send us our check. Remember I don't know. Yeah. yeah, the the checks. The what? Like, what has there been their COVID response? What is impending from Joe Biden? Oh, he's going to start making you pay your student loan. People got emails. Are people started like? No one's talked about this. People started getting emails that they're going to start paying their student loan payments. How do you think that affected the election? Right. <laughs> like, I think I think you're both being unfortunately uh, too complex with this issue. I really do think. I mean, every county in Virginia, you know, went to the right um, by so many points. Biden won Washington. Uh, sorry, Virginia by ten over ten points, um, and it really was education. That was the the message that was sent out by these groups like Stand Up. 
insert state here. Um, Ian Pryor, uh, one of the driving, you know, voices from the Republican side of things, uh, famously does not have children in loud and public schools, but yet has managed to galvanize an entire state on the ed- issues of education, uh, Prop 8040, which is the transgender bathroom bill, and um, uh, anti-CRT rhetoric, you know. I mean, that was really in every school board meeting. And I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but this blossoms on these network apps, you know, like next door. And and uh, when the message that they're sending is your teachers are pedophiles, yeah. and, you know, that's, uh, it's just... Uh, um, that's the kind of rhetoric you're dealing with at the school board meetings. So, um, so you can't really campaign against that. That's not an idea you're going to change, you know, with a 30 second TV. So app. you're saying they just didn't provide an alternative. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Not but at could all. They have? If the Dems had, I guess the idea is that the way that Dems get people who would potentially vote for Republicans is that they get them on bread and butter issues, right? Yeah. Like that's one of the main ways that you get people who would maybe cult- for cultural reasons vote against you. But it's kind of like they didn't even give the bread and butter issues that would have countered those cultural issues. No, they didn't even address the the basic concerns that many uh, uh, Virginians had was about the security and health and welfare of their children. And if you right. can't have politicians or campaign staff that understand the population, then you're going to lose every time. I mean, right. this generalization of this gender or this uh, this group and that group, uh, the nuances are great, but um, the driving issues are the health and welfare of yourself and your family. You know, and once you go further from that, it becomes heavily nuanced. But that's an access point that we can all agree on, that we want the children to be well prepared for their future and have a solid education. Um, I don't think McCullough helped it when he said parents uh, should have limited impact or uh, input into their children's education. And and that whole thing with beloved or yeah, beloved. Tony Morrison. I tell you, Morrison, just completely inane in completely inane. Some guy com- claiming that his uh, his uh, little cave then got PTSD from reading a book that millions and millions. I think it was a mom complaining about this, mom, right? mom, I mean, yeah, I don't scary, know. actually, by the way. Yeah. But that millions of people have read a completely amazing and wonderful book. And the reason they don't like it is because they're racist. And it's a book about yeah. slavery. And they that's it. That's all it comes down to. It's and, just Yeah. And it's just I mean, these books and curriculum, those are all public knowledge. These things are revealed and in depth, you know, discussed on a very public level. I mean, even if you have a child in school, you get their curriculum, you know what they're going to read. And if you don't know, all you have to do is ask. I can't do anything beyond pointing to 18 months when every single lesson was recorded and visible to every eye in the county. You know, all of this, uh, the reading list, those are all public knowledge. And if, if a parent or a caregiver has a problem with this, then that can be dealt with quite easily by reaching out to those teachers and talking about why these are the choices right. on the state level. Yeah. Brad Bloom goes, maybe six months of taking away immensely popular policy while also continuing all of Trump's terrible-ish was more a factor than check notes, gas prices given no voter cited Especially top priority. Yeah, especially since so many people in Virginia have Teslas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
God, um, it's, it's so or horrible. They just open up a super charger near my area, and there's so many. I, there are already tons of Teslas, and now I see them all these these crappy little plastic cars all the time. I'm always afraid they're they're going to get explode, and I won't have my camera out to uh, film it. But uh, yeah, but. It's so funny because a woman pulled up next to me while I was walking taco and asked me, hey, uh, where's the new supercharger station? And I almost like, what? Your car has an iPad in the in the console. You can't GPS to the chart. It's supposed to drive you there itself the last I checked. I thought that if you buy the upgrade, like you literally buy an upgrade on your app and on the iPad and the Tesla will self-drive. And she's asking for me for directions. I, I don't know. It, it's very bizarre. They're just annoying. Everybody well, who has a Tesla is annoying. Uh, do you have something to show? I'll oh, yeah. Cue it up. Yeah. So you uh, one of the narratives that came out, and it's just worth dismissing, that the reason that, you know, the Republicans swept the state was just because of white supremacy, racism, and racism. I do have to ask, why is it a victory for white supremacy that this guy lost? Just explain if someone could explain to me how this guy winning would have been a defeat for white supremacy wow. right i would you know love to hear that that's ralph northam of course in a nice blackface he's the blackface character standing with the kkk person yeah. right he's not the kkk person yeah yes okay yeah. just have to try to keep up keeping up with the different <laughs> yeah just yeah. yeah yeah this uh this defeat of this party, the blackface party, whose last lieutenant governor was was by the way a, a rapist. So like this party is just awful. Oh, the, yeah, the, this right. guy was an awful choice. So many of the races, so many of the races were uncontested. Mm -hmm. the, the 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 legislature in the state of Virginia is up for grabs now because so many of the races just were uncontested on the Democratic side, just Republicans running. Someone had asked before, what did you do to change the person's mind when you were online to give a talk at the school board? I, I said to Dave, who uh, I, you know, we had to wait in line for two hours and uh, you had to sign up and you can do this on your county level. Please, I encourage you to sign up to speak at your school board meetings. It doesn't take much time. Uh, you get practice public speaking. That's always great. Uh, but he was just standing in front of me. I was bored and I'm quite uh, an ambivert. I'm I'm a little gregarious. And so I was like, hey, how you doing? You know, we got to chatting and I kind of clocked him as a uh, naval, a former naval officer. My dad was in the Navy. We talked about the Navy. Um, and then, you know, I think it just fell naturally into, you know, what, what do you think about what's going on? I said, well, you know, I could probably answer some questions for you being the person I am in this county. And so ask away, ask some questions. And I answered them truthfully. And they were shocking questions because he had been outside listening to the, the people under those three tents who were screaming. They're sending pedophiles. Uh, teachers are they're pedophiles and communists teaching our children and, um, you know, and, and worse, much, much worse, uh, quite um some and he had listened to that and i said let me help you answer some questions um because i know uh those that maybe are managing this messaging perhaps uh anyone on the republican side would uh, if asked directly is that what you believe that is happening in these counties they would say oh, no absolutely not but they don't dare do that because this galvanizes their party 
The party only has to listen to what is being told to them. I mean, much like all political parties, without doing any research. And that's that's the conclusion they come to. Because it's a place for fear. They're afraid for children. But uh, they don't have to fear with most, in fact, nearly all teachers. I'm just looking at the Gravel Institute. They tweeted out the Republican who just won in Virginia was an executive at the Carlisle Group, a quiet private equity firm yeah. that has laid off thousands of unionized workers at the firm it acquires. But the yeah. Democrats couldn't attack him on it because the Democratic nominee was a Carlisle investor. Exactly. <laughs> so it's just not it's not a, a, a system of parties in our democracy. So much it is corporate interest and who's at the one percent right. and everybody else, all us poor schmucks down here, you know, under earning a, under one hundred fifty thousand dollars, maybe under fifty thousand dollars, if we're going to be honest. Uh, right. So, you know. So that's great though, that you, you got to I think you got to do you have to become a door to door preacher. Why be? Well, it's the funny thing. All it took was like the truth and explaining and not that long. Why can't why can't Democrats, why can't politicians do that? Why can't they tell the truth to people? Why? Like what? Or just connect. McAuliffe could have just done a county to county tour and he could have used his lieutenant governor candidate um, quite effectively uh, in, in all counties as well. And gone to he's been prepping to for this for two years. Right. This isn't a surprise. He could have started his own grassroots. Let's go into these counties like Wise County, something past Appalachian Gap or, you know, all along the western part of Virginia where my grandfather had his farm. Right. And these people just want representation and to be heard. And that right. connection of, of listening to people, even if it's in a town hall situation where you can't uh Answer the questions of every voice. It right. shows that you're earnest in your representation and your willingness to represent all the people in Virginia and at least to listen to them and help guide this state and com- sorry, this Commonwealth to yeah. a stronger future. Sparky writes, um, suburban white women were told that everything would be fine once Trump was gone. When it wasn't, they voted accordingly. There's a lot of discourse about suburban white women. I mean, I don't know, maybe. Well, like, but like, what's the... It doesn't matter when they're like you're not offering it again. That's just another, you know, they didn't offer them anything else. Like, right. So, like, even if they if white women are just feckless, like, what did you offer white women that, uh, other than like stories about how abortion rights are being taken away? Um, like, what did the Dem- what have the Democrats done for anybody? Right. What, what, what uh, you're always talking about uh, the equal pay. Remember that, yeah. like. What has been on the Democratic agenda in the past year that's going to empower these local officials to run successful campaigns? Like, what can they show that Biden has done to help people that they can say, if we if you support us, we'll keep doing this for you and your life and keep doing it. There's nothing. Robert Wright tweeted, Republicans won Virginia with a race baiting campaign based on fear mongering about critical race theory. This kind of racist scapegoating works especially well when Democrats don't deliver a clear message. And real results for everyday Americans. Time to turn this around. Mm. Yeah. There was another issue that was going on in Virginia, which was Proposition 8040. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The bill just basically, I mean, uh, on the, it was just basically saying that teachers should call children by their pro, their preferred pronouns. That's it. That's that's all it was. And it, uh, it after the open up the schools thing became the critical race theory thing. Then that became the transgender bathroom. 
thing, which is like we're talking about like children, you know, like elementary school, like that that guy who who quit because he was he refused to use the pronouns for children for his students was a elementary school teacher. I don't I understand that, you know, the world is changing. I don't think that was really an issue for like an elementary school teacher that he was dealing with on a day-to-day basis, especially when he's talking to the children directly, why do you need to use their pronouns anyway? Like, it's just like a thing that these people are making up. They're acting like they're being oppressed because they don't want to treat these children like human beings, and they're not even being asked to. That's the crazy thing. They're not even being asked to treat these children like human beings. They're, They're just making this up. They're acting like they're being, like, like oppressed by their principals and the admin and the school board, but like they haven't been asked to do anything. This is not like they encountered an issue at their workplace where their religion was challenged. It's like, no, they heard about this and then they started grandstanding and starting their podcasts and their YouTube channels and branding themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's why so much of this is AstroTurk. These are lots of people coming from out of the state. Lots of YouTubers uh, came. I met several YouTubers at the YouTubers at the school board. I could tell because they always had like a bright red clean MAGA hat on because that looks good on YouTube. But none of this was like based on like actual real things happen to anybody. It was all in their head. Their stu- their children were not being taught critical race theory. This pe- uh, people, Christians, were not being forced to agree with you know, some sort of transgender thing that violates, they weren't even being that, they weren't even using pronouns, correct pronouns yet. And I can guarantee that that's still not happening, even with the thing. Obviously, I think any transgender person can tell you that just because somebody writes a piece of paper at the office that they're supposed to use your correct pronouns, everybody is. So it's a completely made up thing. These are people who have the power, who have the control, who have money. They are not oppressed. They are not. Uh, this is I'm, I'm sorry. It's just fictional. It's in their head, just like any of the Q stuff. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think anybody's saying that, you know, uh, religious b- beliefs, you know, were not. Uh, I think the greater population of Virginia and the driving force behind uh, the support for 8040 is not trying to change anybody's religious values. I mean, if that were the case, then you would have been worried that uh, there wasn't enough representation up until now of, you know, religious holidays afforded for a greater portion of the population that exists in Loudoun County. We just got the, in this county, uh, the schools were given to Wiley off for the first time this year or aid, you know, for the first time this year. So oh, those aren't white religions. Well, I'm saying <laughs> if, <laughs> if the issue, if, if the issue is freedom of religion, those quite right. clear you know i mean and uh the visibility of of different cultures and different religions are being where educators are being taught how to correctly represent they want to be free from those holidays i think a lot of the people who talk about religious freedom like i think they want the freedom to not have those holidays i I just don't understand how it can impact your religious beliefs to talk to a child using the name they wish to be called I mean, a Slippery child slope. is a, What's next? A, a child is a child until they're an adult, and until they're right. uh, an adult, yeah. I mean, they're you're you're talking to children, you know, and they're growing up in the best way that they know how with the skill set that we've given them. So, a little grace is possible, you know. Uh, Christopher yeah, doesn't want to be called. I thought they were about grace. that amazing yeah. grace. Isn't that the thing? 
No, yeah. you don't have to call Christopher Grace. Christopher anymore. You can call if Christopher wants to be called Chris, then you call him Chris. Absolutely. The teacher that was uh, had that brought this up. He didn't like his first name. He liked to be called uh, his nickname. And it was always there in quotations in every article that was written about him and wow. every banner in the news story. <laughs> so, I mean, we are calling you by your nickname. Mm. So, right. you know, Cat- yeah, you shouldn't you should only call me Catherine. Refuse to call me Katie. <laughs> exactly. Um, and and what, whatever, whatever's under those child's clothing or those teens, that's their business and the business of their doctor and their families. It doesn't, it doesn't, you have, should have no interest as an educator right. about those things. I want to watch a little bit of this interview with McAuliffe on Chuck Todd. Can you offer some feedback, you guys? Oh, sure. And right now, the Democratic candidate, former Governor Terry this McAuliffe, Sunday. has seen his large lead dissolve into a toss up territory. And Governor McAuliffe joins me now. Governor, I want to start with uh, an excerpt from this debate that I was moderating at. I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take votes out and make their own decision. So, yeah, I stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Listen, that was about a bill I vetoed, which people were very happy that I vetoed the bill, that literally parents could take books out of the curriculum. You know, I love Billy and Jack McCall, my parents, but they should not have been picking my math or science book. We have experts who actually do that. And look what happened. He is closing his campaign on banning books. It's created a controversy all over the country. He wants to ban Toni Morrison's book, Beloved. So he's going after one of the most preeminent African-American female writers in American history, won the Nobel no Prize. No one cares. No one likes black people or black women. Freedom. Sorry to and say. He, now, of all the hundreds of books you could look at, why did you take the one black female author? Why did you know no He's ending one, his campaign on a racist. I'm sorry, that's not when like message. Started the campaign. We're racist. When he talks about got, election integrity. He's no ending one, his campaign on a racist. I'm sorry, that's not when like message. Started the campaign. We're racist. When he talks about got, election integrity. Yeah, he yeah. made up three issues to answer one question. The answer was, you can see in the first part of my answer, I was talking about the banning and selection and removal of books in school libraries. Then he could have gone off and how teachers and families and parents are teams. We work together for the future of the child. When it comes to choosing the books in a library, the educators in our counties choose these very carefully. And every year these books are up for review. Now, parents and caregivers do have input into the choices that are made, but these are under review, not by one person, but all departments in the county. You know, this is something that every department as an entire team, every single teacher has to review these these every year and provide detailed feedback on these choices for textbooks. Let's talk about textbooks then. In a lot of counties in Virginia, do not use textbooks anymore. They rely on the curriculum building skills of each individual educator and within their departments. So that's another issue you can talk about. Uh, Should we have textbooks? Should we also continue uh, signing homework, which a lot of counties do not do and a lot of schools don't. So he did not need to to address or talk about Toni Morris's beloved. I had never heard that, you know. As yeah, involved in in Virginia. Yeah, it, him leaning on you're going after black women. Well, most most Americans do. Like in case you haven't noticed, like like only on like no, you don't listen to black women. Like what you're not right. winning over Virginians by that. I, obviously, you should, but like that's not something you can win over people with. Like, can you believe they're attacking a black woman? Like 
all I know. Of, like all like oh you mean like the black women I attack on my days I I don't know I just think there's so many racists I don't mean me I mean like the average Virginia I don't know yeah yeah there's just a lot of racism I feel like there's so well, much the, yeah. racism in this in you can I don't know why Democrats think that they say isn't so bad that the Republicans are racist and right. most Americans are like. Either that's cool or so what? <laughs> or so what? What is this? What is Toni Morrison being like? It's it's yeah, it's just such a it's so like dinner party speak. Like you can just hear these people at a dinner party telling each other being like, can you believe they went after it? You know what that is? It's you think that's a coincidence that it's the it's an African-American yeah. woman writer. Let me tell you something. It's no coincidence. Let me tell you something. That is because she's a black woman. Yeah. And it's like they like smack, you know, they're like, oh, yes, you yeah, are it's, exactly. It's like the scene from American Psycho where Patrick Bateman starts talking about, you know, there's more important things than Sri Lanka. Leslie, you were saying people are racist. It's not like we're co-signing it, but it's not effective. It's yeah, like this is not a good get at the vote strategy. Okay. Yeah, it's just so funny that people are going to be like, you know what? You're right. He went after Toni Morrison. Forget it. Got, so, the, the other it, guy's got my vote. It's just so that's yeah. an awful. Has he read Beloved? Beloved. <laughs> I don't think he has because all he said was, "Oh, it's a, a great black woman wrote the book." What right, did he say about the book? American, Why did yeah. he talk about the book? Would you, you do make an anecdote from, or just not even a book? It's a Halloween. Book, or just, no, I'm just kidding. kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, you ghost story. Yeah, or just you know <laughs> mention an anecdote about the book or the importance yeah. of the book to like assuage those fears instead of just saying that guy's trying to get rid of books. Well, most Americans are would want to get rid of a lot of books. I'm sorry to books, say yeah. like most Americans would right. would get rid of I a meet, book or two if they could. Yeah. You gotta you gotta read the Harry. But the and yeah. civility already exists. If your child is in uh, under the age of 18, you have the power to ban a book from your child. It's called parenting. Um yeah. and I'm sure you know I mean they check things out. You know the card has a name on it. They I I don't see a lot of children checking books out that uh, you know. I mean, it's Captain Underpants all the way, right? Yeah, it, yeah. The kids don't, and they don't. And once they get the high school, stop reading. So, really? wow. <laughs> like, like, does anyone really think their child is reading Beloved most of the time? They're probably just looking up on the, the notes on the Wikipedia page. Let's be, yeah. Let's be yeah. honest. Or let's be real. Like. I hope Springs Eternal for teachers, but most of these kids aren't reading these books anyway. So where are you talking? Yeah, I think yeah. I mean, if the issue was that it was part of a curriculum, there are re ways for I mean, and a lot of these boy books are choose your book. So it's not just one book. Oh, yeah, of course. It. Um, there are uh, many curriculums that have developed A, B, C, you know, choose one from each rubric or something and that's what you're going to read. And, and with your reading group, you're going to discuss that. I mean, there's opportunities and ways for educators to work with parents around uh, personal issues or preferences that still fulfill the requirements of, of the standards set forth by the state of Virginia. This is not about banning a book. This is about informing parents that a book may have some material that uh not all parents will be crazy about. We should, which is what we do actually. Educators do material. already. Is that out of bounds? You know about content. That's not out of bounds. But if you look at what the bill would be, they ultimately would have led to books being removed from our classrooms. In which they say we're the fourth racist, just like education system in the country. Our K twelve system. They like that. They, they want to be. Plan, I'm going to. Yeah, okay. even I like a, obviously a just read the room, Terry. Also, hold on. He's running on how good the education system. I'm going to raise teacher pay. 
classrooms. And mm-hmm. as they say, we're the fourth best school education system in the country. Our- okay, so now you're running on how good your education system is. It's fractured and disjointed. That's how good it is right now. There's yeah, no don't- unity and between the parents and the teachers. That has to be our first concern because obviously no parent or caregiver despises all of the children's the teachers that their children have. Maybe right. there's there's a teacher they don't like or the teacher isn't uh, particularly skilled this year for whatever reason. But generally, I think uh, the community can agree that you know teachers are here to work right. for you for but your- you also don't have to vilify teachers to say that it needs work right like yeah. you can't like if you're dim you're saying we need more money in education so this reminds me a little bit of the hillary clinton like the country's are america's already great you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we have a great education system i'm not saying he should be shitting on the teachers or the education system but it just strikes me as a little bit like status quo approving on the issue of education it looks like they have successfully redefined it and have made it the top issue concern among a list of uh, of issues. It's now tops the economy in COVID. Uh, two months ago, that was not the case. Wow. Is this a case where they've successfully created an issue in this campaign and you're having to uh, struggle to react to it? Yes. Yes. Well, as you see, I'm still leading in education because people know I put a record investment last time. I got rid of five SOL. But it's not. I hate this term education. What does that mean? What does that right. mean? They're, we're not talking about like low test scores. We're talking about the uh, one person being triggered by beloved, uh, not wanting to call students their pronouns, and what critical race theory, which is not a thing being taught in school. So, it's, like, what does that even mean? Education is like the same. Like when. Uh, what does that mean? What is if you ask the average person, like what the, what's their concern with education? They would say something fake. They would say something right. that's not real and not really happening. They're voting for the Republican because he's going to stop critical race theory, which is not being taught in school. So how, like, how do you call that education? Like an education issue? I, it just. That does just bother, and then it gets obvious, uh, com- uh, conflated with like actual issues. Where and he's trying to talk about like paying teachers. That's education. Like, yeah, that's the real issue. But the critical race theory is not. Trust me on education, but it, it's at the forefront here of Virginia as it now is. Again, it's never been taught in now on critical race theory. Johnson, it's not taught. So all you're doing is pitting parents against parents, parents against teachers, and they're using children as political pawns. I was in Hampton yeah. last night. I'm in a school None of them are using teachers. Our school boards were fine. They're not, they can't use their children as political pawns because they love their children. I think it's it's people that don't have children that are using children as an African American. And then I I disagree. (laughs) You think so? I disagree. I disagree. I think many are using their kids and pawns. But he can't say that. He can't say I can say that he can't. Right. Because, yeah. I've seen things. Okay. Creating such a ruckus, calling such obscene things. This was an yeah. African American woman. I can't nominate. All of a sudden, these people started showing up, creating such a ruckus, calling such obscene things. This was an yeah. African American woman. I can't repeat out of here what they said about her. This was last night up here in Northern Virginia. We just lost. Listen to this. We just lost a school board member because people are coming into these school boards. She said I was getting death threats, but when they said they were going to rape my children. I can't take it anymore. That's what Glenn Youngkin has done here in Virginia. He's that, talking about. He's talking like about. Uh, 
He's talking about uh, Beth Bartz, who was the uh, Leesburg school board member. So school board members get paid, what, $17,000 a year for a couple of hours? Well, more, a lot of work. There's a lot of public uh, publicity and, and, you know, public facing on the school board. But by and large, it's approving budgets. It's a lot of red tape. It's kind of a thankless job, which is why you should run for your local school board. Um, But she was she was getting threats. This is something um, I think a lot of people in education are aware of, that there are threats against uh, educators on. I mean, there were absolutely uh, I would assume this man who said he would not use children's uh, preferred pronouns. I'm sure he got a lot of animus from the public as well. And that's not acceptable. And I think uh, Teachers are very vocal people. And uh, when something like this happens, they become hyper aware. This is a problem. This is bullying. And that's not right. And uh, it isn't at all. You cannot <laughs> you cannot threaten. You cannot right. threaten teachers. You cannot yeah, threaten doctors and nurses. You, a little missive. And this is, uh, you know, the visibility of this. It does happen to both sides of the issue. Um, and that's unfortunate and just really a sad marker over the times. But uh, it's hard to be the recipient of that, I think, as an educator, someone who's working for the welfare of children, to know that uh, caregivers or people in the county believe you to be evil. Um, You know, I certainly don't believe, I I hope no one believes that about the man who won't use the preferred pronouns. I'm sure as... His driving force was to be a teacher. You know, he loved children. Um, I disagree. I respectfully disagree. I think if you spend months of your life trying to ruin uh, the lives of transgender yes. children to promote yourself, you are by definition uh, evil. And especially if you're claiming it's for a religious purpose and you're rallying your these mega churches against it is and and to the point where uh they're threatening to rape the children of the school board why why isn't that like in the headlines of this education of fight threatening to murder and rape the children of the school board let me let me rephrase he's unaware i think of his own bigotry perhaps i think i want to be as graceful as possible um because i you know i know why he's got to like convert in hearts and minds position you know be attacked and hence the mask, <laughs> you know, right? No. Not just for COVID. Okay, so let's. Yeah. But um, those children um, who are transgender or the LGBTQ community um, are at on much Friday greater night, risk for mental health issues, self harm, and family leave. So I think any educator should take a step back and think about what exactly is doing. The problem with using right. someone's, uh, you know, preferred pronouns. Right. Like what is under the clothing is none of your business. Right. None of your business. And lowering the cost of prescription drugs. And that does a lot. Are two issues that are. Even wearing your pronoun pin or a little rainbow flag sticker on the outside of the door marking a safe space. That does a lot to 20% of the population. You're saving yeah. lives by doing that. So, yeah. you know, you're absolutely right. That should be taken a look at before uh, grace is given to an educator that uh, does not support their kids. What's interesting is that regardless of the divisiveness, I don't know if even that is, that's bad, but I kind of feel like people aren't going to be, especially when you have those guys faking it, right? Like the L, the Lincoln Project sent those people there to pretend to be, you know what I'm talking about? 
the Lincoln Project sending fake fake educators or MAGA people. Or? No, that when they pretended that they were like oh, like the tiki torches. They yeah. sent yeah. fake yeah. tiki torches. Why would you guns? do yeah. that? Even as a joke or some kind no, of no, wasn't even that as a joke. It was. I think it was to try to no. They were try to try to pretend that they were. They're so, trying to scare people into thinking that he was a. Uh, like the the tiki torch mob supported. I think the Democrats think always assuming for some reason that Republicans are dumb. I mean that this world right. is keyed wow. on viral, viral well, images and digital. It orchestrated a stunt by having people pose as tiki torch wielding supporters of Youngkin. Yeah, um, the problem is it, they could even get like a bunch of white guys. Like w- there's one black guy and there's a woman too. Oh, it's like the, the tiki torch really guys. Funny. It was tiki white. Tiki Torch guys, you know, how they messed that, that up. Yeah, that's uh, sorry, really but they, they also got a Jew. They, there was a Jewish guy there, too. I'm just kidding. Uh, that would have been equally. They could have they should have had a Jewish guy being like, I will not replace us. Oh, and they had to stand out there in the pouring rain. A Those huge, poor like, people. Oh, let, me, let me see if I uh, do you want me to show you this? Yeah, I, ha- I found a photo, too. But, okay. so, but yeah, so they were basically pretending to be. Yeah, so <laughs> a little weird thing going on. There's a black dude. There's a woman. Not to generalize, but in general, those in people general. screaming, "Jews will not. They will not replace us. Jews will not replace us." As Leslie points out, they tended to be not of color, and they also tended to be men. Yes, Here's and they also did not stand in the <laughs> pouring rain, unable to light their tiki torches. Oh yeah, that, so they that could too, be yeah. next. To, and they're so they're doing a photo shoot next to the Youngkin bus. It's like if you dress, if the Republicans dress up, have a bunch of people dress up as Black Panthers, and <laughs> outside the bus of you know a, some of uh, them were white though. Yeah, like some white Black Panthers outside of the, like a Democrat's bus. Yeah, exactly. silly. Like this is what they spend their money and time on instead right. of literally anything else. I hope. Well, it's like the mailer. It's like yes, the, exactly. The Trump, yeah. So it's like, wow, people are willing to stand in the rain to support this guy. Oh, wow. And look how diverse they are, too. I know. They must not be. Obviously, he's not a white supremacist. He's a black guy. What's really <laughs> funny is that not Fox News. I was looking for the like an article on this and a Fox News one came on and they called the Lincoln Project the left wing pack. Oh, left wing. This, they're just Republicans who hate Trump. They're like, yeah, they really are such losers, though. My God. And remember, John Weaver, former head, was credibly accused of a lot of sexual harassment. You got to wonder how many people, you know, over the age of 40 with all of this is that all these politicians, I mean, obviously a lot of or most of politicians are moneyed, heavily backed and privileged. And uh, this privilege is built over a lifetime. So maybe we need to rebuild from the bottom up and, uh, you know, uh, take a look at some other lifetimes we'd like to support and promote other than, right. the, you know, 60 something white guys in this day and age. Why did we need Terry McAuliffe? Uh, you know, this that wasn't he a staffer for Clinton. Why did we need to continue this dynasty? Why do we need to go back to that? Well, it didn't work in the last time. There was nothing. There was nothing right. gone from that. Well, you know, I just feel. Yeah. And I, and I guess I feel like him calling out. The racism and the division, the divisiveness just won't work on people no. who no. don't. That's not going to be like, oh, you're right. I don't like racism or divisiveness, so I'm going to vote for this guy. 
you know, especially after you do the Lincoln Project thing, which then is like, they're not even as racist as they say that they are. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, it like makes it look like less racist. Yeah. I did notice, yeah. I did notice months ago, probably by June, August, that, you know, Youngkin was going to win. I was pretty sure of it. And, um, you know. And listen to YB. But like I say, it's it's pretty, I mean, if you want me to cast my eye a little further out, I don't see with kind of imbalance and inability to discuss political issues. Um, politicians are trained to do this. Diplomats are trained to do this with this inability to even try to connect or try right. to uh, encourage uh, some point of uh, agreeance on, on one right. topic, you know, I mean, can we start there? I know we're not going to change any, everybody's mind. And I know the ideals of, of the Republican party are, aren't something that I align myself with, but political parties change and grow and diversify. And I mean, if we can't have that one point, then uh, if I cast my eye out further, it's not going to look good five years uh, down I'll the road. 10 years down the road. I think you're looking at about 20 years of, of some really, really tough times. Yeah. Well, this is, guys, this was, this was really great. Any final words? Run. Run. School boards are important and you're educating, you know, the future. Uh, it's really important to either go to school board meetings and just listen to the perspectives of the people of your, your county or your town. But also as a person who's been through school systems, perhaps you have words that you can add or if you like, it's a good way to get involved in community. And uh, it's a political office. It's one of those ones that no one ever runs for. Please check it out. Find out when you can run for your school board or just uh, visit and listen. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to The Katie Helper Show. If you like the show, please join the Patreon at patreon.com slash The Katie Helper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash The Katie Helper Show. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And as always, we remind you that this show could not happen without the support of our listeners. Our show is produced by me, Katie Helper, Nick Palm. Brad Bloom is our audio engineer and an associate producer on the show. Our researcher is Joshua Bregman. And our theme song is by the band Cordova. See you next time.